You're listening to the Complete Human Podcast with me, Evan DeMarco. And me, Jana Breslin. A podcast where we combine our decades of experience as health and wellness experts to educate you on how to bio-optimize your way to becoming a complete human. We are on a mission to inspire the necessary change we need to ensure a thriving existence for all. That's why with every episode, we bring you real science, deeper intelligence, and actionable takeaways in hopes of not only changing the trajectory of your health, but changing the trajectory of the entire human race. Are you ready to become a complete human? Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Complete Human Podcast with your host, Jana Breslin, and Evan DeMarco. We are back for more rapid-fire health and wellness questions. So today we are talking about the fascinating topic of nootropics. We are. That's a good one. This is such a hot topic. Yeah. Like every person, biohacker, health individual, it's like the word. It is the word. Yeah. So we need to talk about this because it's important. So what's a nootropic? Yeah. Th- this is one of those interesting words. I don't think it actually means anything, but it's become this classification of supplements or pharmaceuticals or pharmacologicals that are designed to enhance cognitive function. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it is in a nutshell. What can we do to improve brain health? And somehow it's developed into this you know, this classification of interventions designed to to improve our brain power. Lovely. What are the different kinds of nootropics? Oh, God. And that's where this gets fun, right? If you look back from the dawn of time, we've always been looking for better ways to enhance our cognitive abilities. Like coffee. Mm -hmm. One of the great ones, and I found this fascinating story, coffee was actually discovered by a goat herder named Kaldi, who recognized that his goats would eat these berries and then wouldn't sleep at night. So then he turns these berries over to the local uh, monastery, the monk there, puts them in the fire, brews them into this, you know, the first coffee drink doesn't sleep ends up being like you know all wired you know doing his nightly prayers and that's the origin of coffee coffee is one of the best nootropics out there you know basically what it does to the brain but you know over the centuries over the eons we've looked we've seen everything from caffeine to nicotine to alpha gpc to mushrooms there is a litany of things that have all had purported benefits or reported benefits for improving cognitive function ultimately though When we look at this and when I look at this, I've kind of balanced my N of one experience with clinical data. And that's where most of these things fall really, really short of true empirical efficacy for the purposes of improving brain function. Yeah. So why all nootropic supplements aren't effective? What's That's a great question too. And I think what it really boils down to is dosages. Now, here's a perfect example. I love alpha GPC, alpha glycerol phosphocholine. When we are born and we're drinking from the teat, uh, one of the constituent parts of breast milk that allows for the largest development of our brain in the first year is alpha GPC. Beyond that, we get a small amount from eggs. We get some from beef liver, but there's not a lot of dietary sources of GPC, but it's one of these amazing chemicals. It's a water phase phospholipid. It improves nerve conduction velocity, cell to cell communication, nerve conduction velocity, like all of these things. Like it really has this demonstrable impact on the brain, but it's a really, really expensive material to make. So all of the clinical research on alpha GPC is shown at dosages of over 600 milligrams. But because it's so expensive, you find a lot of supplements and Quali is one of them. I think I've seen, you know, there's a lot of these supplements out there that claim to be really good brain boosting products, but might only have 50 or 100 milligrams Mm -hmm. of that. And it's a cost driver, right? The reality is, is if you were to put all of the clinically studied dosages of those things into a supplement, your monthly supplement could be $200. The average person can 
can't afford that. So the driving force in the lack of efficacy is usually dosage or ingredients that really haven't been studied enough to truly be effective. Right. So I wonder how much is placebo, right? I mean, people take these products, they have claims on them, they have these great ingredients in them, but they're not at the efficacious dose that you need to be effective. I I think a huge part of it is placebo, right? Mm -hmm. I can't even remember it. It's the Prevagen. Mm -hmm. Prevagen, I have a, it's jellyfish extract, Mm -hmm. right? I have re- I have looked at that clinical research nine different ways. They've been sued by the FTC for claims. Their clinical research shows almost no efficacy, and even the efficacy that they were able to extract to show some type of claim was this tiny little subset of a subgroup. I mean, it was like one person who had a really good morning, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so in that, even the clinical research can be skewed pretty significantly to allow someone to say, well, this does this. Prevagen is just ground up jellyfish. It's nothing. So the placebo effect of that particular nootropic, which is one of the best selling on the market or has been for a long time, is clearly there because there's no significant scientific evidence to say that it would have any impact on brain function, brain health, brain capacity, period. Mm -hmm. So what should people look for when they are shopping for a nootropic supplement? That's a great question. And, you know, we talk a lot about diagnostic data being the driving force in the decisions that we make and interventions that we make. But the truth is, is that there's not really a good baseline diagnostic test for your brain to say, well, now I need this. I'm a big believer that polyunsaturated fatty acids, especially in the form of DHA, are essential for brain health. We need that fatty acid in our brain. I also believe that clinically effective dosages of alpha GPC are where you need to be. So DHA, 600 plus milligrams of GPC. Beyond that, I think that when we start really looking at some of these things, you know, you really have to sort out what are the claims that they're making versus what is reality. And things like may support optimal brain function or may do this, those are just great marketing buzzwords, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you can look at the ingredients and compare that to clinical research or look at a company's website and look at the clinical research that they've either sponsored, participated in, or at least using as a benchmark for their formulation, then you can really start to understand, is this a well-designed product or is this just marketing? Mm-hmm. Great. Would you suggest people take nootropics every day? Is it safe? to do that every day? Uh, I mean, I take coffee every day and and I'm not (laughs) responsible for my actions unless I do take coffee. You know, I think that anything should be cycled on and off. Mm -hmm. There are supplement marketers out there that say you should take something every single day. A, I think that's incorrect. B, you should never be taking something without just cause. And even in this, there are certain things that you can take as, you know, to, to optimize brain function or to support healthy brain function, but everything should have like a washout period, right? Take a supplement for six weeks and then take a couple weeks off. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're going to find is, you know, ultimately it might be placebo. Maybe you need to wash out. Maybe once you come back after two weeks, you find that, wow, I really do notice a difference. But giving our body a chance to kind of miss some of those components is a good idea. Now, we, we've had a couple of podcasts where we've talked about nicotine as a nootropic. Uh, methylene blue is a nootropic. I think that's a fascinating product. I really like the science. I really like the doctors behind that. But that's definitely not something I would recommend you take on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So everything should be taken with a degree of caution. You only have one brain. So protect it, enhance it, You know, do what you can for it, but recognize that your salvation for your brain does not necessarily just lie in a supplement or what you put in your mouth. Do other things to support brain health, puzzles, games, social interaction. All of the things that we know actually support a healthy brain function aren't necessarily found 
in a pill bottle. Mm -hmm. If you're a hermit, I don't care how much GPC you're going to take, you're going to have cognitive decline. If you're not flexing those muscles, if you're not playing games, if you're not stressing your brain to be creative, to think, to enjoy the benefits of neuroplasticity, then supplements are meaningless. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite nootropic? What would you prefer to take? Uh, You know, honestly, I don't like to say mine, but it is mine. And it was so when I was working on prenatal vitamins, I developed a prenatal vitamin technology called Alpha and Omega, which was an enzymatic binding of alpha GPC and polyunsaturated fatty acids, specifically high concentrate DHA. I built that for a better delivery system for pregnant women. And what I found is I was taking it myself and I'm like, ooh, I really like this. So, you know, I do like ginkgo. I think ginkgo is, is a very, very simple but do no harm type of supplement. Phosphatidylserine, I think, is good. Any, you know, uh, phosphatidylcholine is good. Any of your phospholipids are good nootropics. You know, ginkgo is, I, I think there's plenty of clinical research on it. I even GPC. think GPC. GPC. I even think that there's some good clinical research on some of the mushroom extracts like lion's mane. However, I am reluctant to take those on a consistent basis. I think that those are more- The mushrooms. The mushrooms. Okay. You know, take them for a couple of weeks, cycle on and off of them. I also challenge people when it comes to nootropics to be aware, journal about it. Like take it in the morning and then, you know, at the end of the night, like journal and, and recognize, did you feel any difference in that? Because the, the interesting thing about nootropics is there is an almost immediate impact. Alpha GPC is immediate. DHA, not so much. Ginkgo has almost an immediate impact. Coffee absolutely has an immediate impact. Nicotine does. So unlike almost all other supplements, nootropics actually have a almost instantaneous response. And so if you're journaling on those and you're focusing on those, you're ultimately going to start to figure out which one works for you. Mm -hmm. I'm also a big believer that what works for you isn't necessarily going to work for me. And anybody who tells you differently is selling something. You know, our job here is to sell information and to provide people with information that allows for healthier people for a healthier planet. And in that, I can't say that everybody should be doing something. What I can say is, is that there are great research on certain products. And if you take those products and you're aware of what they do for you, then you can start to craft your own supplement regimen to determine this is what I feel best on. And this is what really helps me optimize my brain function. Yeah. The last question is how to select the most effective one, but I feel like you have any other tidbits of information that could go with that. That'd be great, but I feel like you did a good job there. Yeah. I I guess my, my final bit of advice is you get what you pay for. This is your brain. This is the most important organ. Without this, nothing else works. So in that, are you really going to skimp and save on nootropics? If you really feel that brain optimization is something that you want to focus on, spend a couple extra bucks, get the product that has the clinically effective dosages. Now, the one other thing that I do want to point out is is that if you feel like you're suffering from some type of cognitive issue, maybe you're not feeling as sharp, maybe, you know, don't be afraid to talk to your doctor about that. Mm Because that's one thing, especially in the age of COVID, we've been isolated. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of anxiety. Could there be some chemical differences, you know, chemical structure differences in the brain that are not necessarily going to be fixed by alpha GPC and DHA? Right. So we need to be aware of what is optimizing brain function and what is actually repairing damage. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, have the conversation with your doc and say, you know, something's going on here. I know that. Let's walk through the problem. Right. And that's a great point there that I actually want to highlight is get testing, talk to a doctor and see if there is an issue there before you just start slapping band-aids. You know, nootropics won't just heal everything. They can help, you know, with certain things. But like if you have another issue like myself having mercury toxicity, that will affect your brain. Absolutely. Nootropics will not (laughs) overpower 
power the mercury poisoning in your brain. No. So No, and, and actually, and a lot of times, you can exacerbate things like that. The supplement industry oftentimes gets bastardized for the way that it does things, and, and oftentimes it should. You know, there are bad marketing. There are bad people in the supplement industry. There are a lot of people who need to get out of the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually very excited about the next couple of years in the industry, knowing that there's a lot of white label companies that won't be in business anymore. And not that I like to see people fail, but I do like to see people who are in something specifically for the money not be there. When it comes to supplements, supplements have the ability to drastically change the trajectory of someone's life if they are done properly. If they are done solely for profit and you've got someone behind that supplement saying, this is what every person should take every single day, absolutely not. How many people have taken way too much vitamin D in the age of COVID because someone said that vitamin D stopped COVID? How many people have taken the wrong supplement for years because someone sold them on something? So this is an exciting time. You know, Diagnostic testing should always be the driving force with brain health, sometimes you can't do that, but never be afraid to talk to your doctor about those things. That's great. Cool. Any other questions on nootropics? That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another rapid fire edition on complete human health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Complete Human Podcast with your host, Janet Braslin and Evan DeBark. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>